Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Monday afternoon, everyone. This is Kip Harrods with your daily VRA Investing Podcast. We'll tell you in just a couple of minutes, maybe a little bit longer today, what happened in the markets today. More importantly, what is going to happen going forward using the VRA Investing System as our guide. And uh, again, an, another good day today. Come on, came off the highs at the close today. Dow Jones did finish up 79 points. That was our loser on the day. Uh, closing at, uh, let's see here, what was the close? Computer refresh opening here. There we go. 26,062 points. Uh, again, back above that 26,000 uh, point level. I went on the day was the NASDAQ, what you want to see. Up uh, just over 1%, up a big 81 points at 7,823. If you've been joining us here, you know, we, uh, we were uh, pounding the table really on the semis. This is what we, how we've had our folks positioned here with our options programs. Uh, semis are up 2.5% today. You want to see tech lead the way. Semis are the very definition of tech. Good to see that. We also saw a huge market tell, which, again, if you joined us last week, you heard us talk about this. Even as the uh, anti-just, anti, anti-trust rumors began to uh, spread uh, and taking down the likes of uh, Facebook, Google, Amazon, this market was unfazed, moved higher in the face of that. That's a huge market tell that we pointed out last week. We believe this market is really beginning to, uh, uh, to, to catch its wind uh, and uh, really is uh, propel, uh, about to propel to new all-time highs and then quite a bit more. Of course, the move uh, today began on the backs of what was the uh, uh, deal with uh, Trump in Mexico. Never really a big deal to begin with, but uh, it was leverage for Trump. It's the same thing really with China. Uh, If you watch CNBC, of course, they either don't get it or refuse not to report it honestly. But this is never about trade. Yeah, that's a component of it. But that was never, it has never been Trump's primary motivation. I think most of us really understand this. Uh, but the media continues to harp on uh, the downsides, the 25% tariffs. Frankly, there's no downside there at all. This has always been about getting China into the global community as an honest trade partner, as an honest economic partner. Because today, uh, and there's not even a close second, China is the world's economic cheater when it comes to uh, intellectual property, uh, when it comes to the fact that uh, if you do business in China, you cannot own a business there, cannot have majority ownership. Of course, uh, it's, it's only a one-way street there, isn't it? Because here, we don't have those rules in place. So, look, again, most of us get this. That's why the majority of the country backs Trump with what he's doing with China, which, again, is why the markets have continued to move higher. But also, think about this. Pretty, it is pretty uh, – I we, we sent this out to our, our clients today, and it's pretty eye-opening – in January of 2018, the Dow Jones hit 26,700. That was the, a new all-time high, and that would be the high until uh, September of the year, of last year. Matter of fact, we're still, even at the close today, we're now still 700 points below the January 2018 highs in the Dow Jones. We've been in a big trading range. Of course, we had the... Uh, uh, December uh, fourth quarter uh, collapse, the, uh, the the capitulation into uh, December twenty fourth and Christmas Eve, but it's been a big, huge trading range, and you have to understand this as we've been explaining to our clients. If this was, if Trump only wanted to have the markets go straight up, uh, which is what all presidents have done before him, 
uh, you know, that's, that's, that's kind of a bragging right, then he would have just let China continue as on. Because without the, the, the trade wars, quote-unquote, the Dow Jones today would be at 35000 it, it just would. Trump's not in this for a short-term win in the Dow Jones or S&P 500 or NASDAQ or any of that. Our view has been and, and remains that Trump is in this for a long-term United States economic victory for the working people, right? He's in this for 5% gross domestic product. 3.1%, which is where we are now, is fantastic compared to where we were with Obama, 1.8% this last year. 500,000 manufacturing jobs uh, brought back into this country. Almost 6 million new jobs uh, brought back into this country. Again, Obama said there was a magic wand. What has Trump got, a magic wand? Yes, he does have a magic wand, but it's about, five, it's about 4 to 5% GDP. We continue to believe that we'll have 5% GDP in the United States before Trump leaves office. That's 2024 is, that, is how we see it. Uh, so the, the point that we drive home to our folks and the reason we've been ultra, ultra bullish, even before Trump was elected, of course, we predicted Trump would win. He did. We then predicted the Dow Jones would hit 25,000 within the first two years. That happened. 35,000 is our next target by the end of next year. We're, we remain confident in that number. This is just, again, this is based on math, it's just based on earnings and, uh, and a bit higher price to earnings multiple. There's nothing, there's, there's nothing super secret about this. There's nothing radically, uh, a radical bull market call about this. Folks, this is really just based on where earnings have been and where earnings are going. This is where the uh, U.S. economy is going, uh, based on exactly what we see happening right in front of us. But, again, Trump is in this for the, a long-term victory. And, uh, again, our long-term views are 50,000-plus when Trump leaves office in 2024. And uh, we, we get into that a lot with our folks, explaining exactly how we believe that's going to happen. So we'd like to take a couple minutes today and, and walk you through this. Because I want to I walk you through three of, of the major reasons, macro reasons, that we are ultra-bullish, that we have been and continue to be ultra-bullish. Number one, Trump. It, it is, this is all about Trump. I think we know this. It's the Trump economic miracle. Like Reagan before him, Trump knows this. He knows that at the DNA level, just like Reagan did, that free market capitalism is the only way to build an economy. You cut taxes, you cut regulations, and then, which empowers the entrepreneur, and then you just get the hell out of the way and watch the economy take off. Watch job growth, as we've seen, explode higher, which, of course, takes gross domestic product with it. Capitalism is the ultimate destroyer of socialism. The U.S. economy is on fire, and it's just getting started. That's point one. Of course, it's the most important point because corporate earnings always determine where the stock market's going to go. Number two, again, this is a, a major macro point we've been talking about for a couple of years. Globalism is dying a slow and painful death. Thank God. Uh, uh, it is, uh, it, it's really been the destroyer of the, of the global economy for almost three decades. And of course, as it's empowered China uh, and other uh, Far East economies, uh, as they took our manufacturing jobs, as they took our gross domestic product, and, and Western society uh, at large, uh, honestly. But we, we began to see, even before Trump, a major change uh, in the way the world views globalism versus populism or nationalism, again, which is really just 
free market capitalism. Uh, it started with Hungary and Poland. Then we had Brexit. Then we got Trump. Then Brazil. Then Italy. Then Australia. I think you can see the trend here is pretty clear. The elites controlled the world. They loved open borders, which is really about low wages. And it also proved to be about added debt, which the banks love. And it proved to be about low GDP. That's being replaced everywhere we look by the free market capitalism of populism, nationalism. This is all about true competition. Make, enter your favorite country great again, and then let the best country win. The end result, we see a global bull market on steroids that could go for decades. That's how bullish we are, just so there's no misunderstanding. And finally, we see, uh, again, uh, our third major macro point that we've been focusing on are some structural abnormalities that compel us to be all in. Think about this. The Dow Jones is up 40, now uh, just over 40% from Trump's election. How is it that investors continue to be bearish? If you follow us here, you know that we, uh, on a weekly basis, quote the AAII Investor Sentiment Survey. Last week's readings are just, I, 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 it, there is no other word, it's just stunning, bizarrely stunning that we've got 22% bulls to 44% bears, a 20 percentage point lead for bears over bulls with this kind of a move higher, 7,500 point move higher in the Dow Jones. And there are far more bears than bulls. How do you make sense of it? Because we can't. Well, if, if we had a little more time, I'd probably walk you through it. You know, it's uh, the fake news mainstream media that continues to tell people how bearish Trump is for the world and for the United States economy, how bearish trade wars are. You know, it's just, as you heard us, hear us say all the time, turn off CNBC, turn off the fake news, pay attention to what really matters. That is what we try to talk about here with you on a daily basis. That's the very basis of the VRA investing system, which is based in fact and reality, not negative perma-bear bullshit, which might sell some papers it might get you to sign up for some, uh, some negative perma-bear websites, but we're all about making money, right? We only have a job if we make our people money, and so uh, being bearish is not the way to make that happen, not, in, not, not, not with what we see happening in the U.S. and in the global economy, which, uh, again, continues to pick up steam regardless of what you might hear. Look at the charts. The charts tell you the stock prices are going higher and, in our view, that they want to continue to go higher. We will get back to bullish readings of 50 to 60 to 70 percent. But at this rate, the Dow Jones might first be at 35 to 40,000. Uh, again, just so many people are bearish, pulling, people out of the, uh, pulling money out of the markets. To us, that's a screaming, as a contrarian especially, it's a screaming buy signal. It means back at the truck and buy, buy, buy. Look, we're broken record. We've been saying this for a long time. And that's just because that's, that's how we see things. We're not perma-bulls, by the way. Uh, I, I, we have no problem making money for people in the bear market if and when that day comes. But as, that day is not today. The other structural ab abnormality that we see, and again, just no, almost no one's talking about this, which is just bizarre to us. Okay, in 2018, from a combination of share buybacks and mergers and acquisitions, we had more than $5 trillion combined. That's free trading shares being removed from the marketplace. That's less supply. So when you have a strong economy and you have money going into 
uh, equity funds through 401k plans, retirement plans, of course, serious institutional money, even uh, uh, central bank money, then the end result has to be higher stock prices. That's just economics 101 is supply and demand. Less, again, $5 trillion removed through buybacks and M&A activity in 2018. We're on track this year to at least match that, if not beat that total. So we're looking at a total of $10 trillion in free trading shares that could be removed from the market in two years. That's never happened before, obviously. So again, these are structural abnormalities with sentiment and uh, supply and demand that compel us to be aggressively along the markets. We hope that helped you a little bit. Uh, if you've been joining us here again, we've been, we've, been, uh, we've been pounding the table on this point for a long time. We encourage other professional investors and, 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 and folks that have podcasts or on TV shows, please just start reporting the truth. It's right in front of you. All you have to do is pass it on to your viewers and to your readers and then up, let them make up their own mind without the bias. Um, the internals today were rock solid, really good. Two to one advanced decline, that's not uncommon. Two to one up down volume, again, not uncommon. But folks, we're getting massive, massive breakouts in the internals. Check this out. New 52 week highs to lows. 531 companies hit new 52 week highs today to just 132 new 52 week lows. All time high reading, by the way. And New York Stock Exchange stocks hitting new all-time highs. What does that tell you? The market's beginning to broaden. This is the kind of groundswell that you see when we get a significant move higher through all-time highs and then quite a bit more. Think about this for a second. Again, just, just a common sense uh, uh, comment. What's everybody's biggest fear? Trade wars. Well, Mexico's just been dealt with. What's it now? China trade wars, right? That, that's, that's, it, it, that's the drumbeat of fear-based uh, selling. But the G20 is coming up, June 28th, 29th in Japan. What if presidency of China and Trump of the United States get together and hammer out a deal or make, make a compromise or maybe put together a lasting agreement between the two countries, between the world, in fact? How high will the markets go? So you're starting to get a glimpse of why the market's ramping higher. Gee, the, 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 these meetings are in what? Just over two weeks? Okay. So you see, this is going to be the drumbeat going forward. This is the market anticipating what might happen. And uh, again, with these internals that we're seeing, uh, that, that confirms for us that probably is the case. This is a very exciting time to be long the markets. Eight of 11 sectors were hired today, led by consumer discretionary and technology, of course. Again, semi is up 2.5% today, our market leader, exactly what you want to see. Uh, to the downside, utilities were down about a half a percent. Again, not a problem there whatsoever. It's pretty much what you'd expect. Rates were back up today. Uh, matter of fact, quite a bit. The 10-year uh, yield back up to 2.14%. Uh, that's up 2.8% today, by the way, as far as on a yield basis, which is, again, it's what we've been talking about. Uh, yes, yes. should the Fed cut rates? Absolutely they should. Why should they? Is it because of a slowing economy? No, it's not because of a slowing economy. The Fed should cut rates because rates overseas are ridiculously low compared to where they are here. Why should the U.S. 10-year uh, yield 2.14% when you get a, a same yield 
uh, excuse me, the same uh, uh, tenure uh, debt is say throughout Europe or in Japan at rates of zero to one percent. So from a common sense point of view, it makes no sense. The U.S. rates are where they are. It makes absolute sense that the Fed should cut rates. And no, it does not indicate that we're going into a recession or that the economy is slowing. Um, I'm just going to be honest with you. When I see people make this this comment that rates are, are dropping, so that means we must be going into a recession, I literally laugh at these people on TV. You should as well. And that's just the feedback they should get because no one should be able to get away with, 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 with telling I don't know, I hate to call them lies, but no one should be able to get away with uneducated comments like that. It means they just don't know what they're talking about. But again, this gets back to the point of why are so many people out of this market? Because they're buying that BS. And uh, uh, you're here. You're the smart money because you're with us every day. You're not buying it. We like to point it out. So you know what? Maybe you can spread the word. Pay it forward to somebody else and, and, and make sure they don't get uh, swept out of the market listening to perma bears when instead they should be buying uh, every month dollar cost averaging into their favorite investments into their favorite ETFs uh, so they can participate in this uh, ultra ultra strong bull market that is directly ahead of us again we are still 800 points below or 700 points below the January 2018 highs we're going to we're going to blast through that in the very near future uh, let's see finally for today again bitcoin we talked about Bitcoin on a relative strength basis. It's really been a great risk-on, risk-off uh, uh, a signal for the markets. Risk has been on for some time now. Bitcoin closed at 7,981, uh, 355. Uh, gold was low in the day, down 14 an ounce. Again, risk-on, risk-off uh, there as well, closing at 13.32 an ounce. Oil was down 69 cents a barrel at 53.30. And, um, well, folks, that's about it for the day. Uh, again, a strong day today. We believe that, uh, first of all, we won't even be overbought on the charts just using momentum oscillators. That won't happen for about a week. The signal's clear. Keep buying the dips and enjoy the gains that are directly ahead. This is a bull market on steroids. Enjoy it. Make money from it. Prosper. Turn off the bad news. This is the Trump economic miracle. Make sure you're taking full advantage of it. Again, my name is Kip Herridge. Please join us at VRAinsider.com. Again, VRAinsider.com. You can also sign up to be notified of our podcast the minute they are published, which is always within about 30 to 45 minutes of the market close. Folks, have a great rest of your Monday. We'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.